Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Monday, November 20th. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation this week. We are in Mark chapter 11, starting in verse 12, and we'll go through verse 33, which is the end of the chapter. And then we'll move on over to the Psalms and be in Psalm 83 today. The title in the New Living Translation is Jesus Curses the Fig Tree. The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. The next section is about Jesus clearing the temple. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, The scriptures declared, My temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins also. The authority of Jesus challenged. Again, they entered Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking through the temple area, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you the right to do them? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things if you answer one question. Jesus replied, Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven, or was it merely human? Answer me. They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask us why we did not believe John. But do we dare to say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what the people would do, because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, We don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. 
I've mentioned the fig tree many times before because I love this image in the scriptures. But again, I'm reminded so much that the fig tree is a symbol for the Pharisees. They looked really good on the outside, and this fig tree had lots of leaves on the outside. But when you got down to it, there was no fruit. And in the lives of the Pharisees and the leaders of the temple, there was not fruit in keeping with repentance, which is what John the Baptist had called the people to. Remember when he's baptizing at the Jordan River and the Pharisees come and the Sadducees and he denounces them and he says, you brood of vipers, who warned you about the coming wrath? In verse 8 of chapter 3 of Matthew says this, prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. We come to God through faith. But that faith in what Jesus Christ has done should then propel us to live lives of gratitude to Him. And so for the Pharisees, because they believed in God, they knew who God was, that should have shaped the way that they lived. And instead, they were like a fig tree that had lots of leaves, but no fruit. When I read about the Pharisees, I'm often kind of like, ooh, bad Pharisees. But I think the point of Scripture is to bring us back around to our own lives that may look really good on the outside, but are we cultivating the fruit on the inside by being near our Savior, by learning from His Word, by meditating on His promises, and by living in a way that shows we love Him? We cannot do it perfectly. Praise be to God who gives us forgiveness of sins. And praise be to the Father who gives us a community that seeks together to live in a way that honors Him. Okay, enough chatting from me on that. Let's move on over to the Psalms. Today we're in Psalm 83, and again, today's psalm is by Asaph. This is a song. O God, do not be silent. Do not be deaf. Do not be quiet, O God. Don't you hear the uproar of your enemies? Don't you see that your arrogant enemies are rising up? They devise crafty schemes against your people. They conspire against your precious ones. Come, they say, let us wipe out Israel as a nation. We will destroy the very memory of its existence. Yes, this was their unanimous decision. They signed a treaty as allies against you, these Edomites and Ishmaelites, Moabites and Hagrites. Gabalites, Ammonites, and Amalekites, the people from Philistia and Tyre, Assyria has joined them too and is allied with the descendants of Lot. Do to them as you did to the Midianites and as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the Kishon River. They were destroyed at Endor and their decaying corpses fertilized the soil let their mighty nobles die as Oreb and Zeb did. Let all their princes die like Zeba and Zalmunna. For they said, Let us seize for our own use these pasture lands of God. O oh my God, scatter them like tumbleweed, like chaff before the wind. As a fire burns the forest, and as its flame sets mountains ablaze, chase them with your fierce storm, terrify them with your tempest. 
Utterly disgrace them until they submit to your name, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and terrified forever. Let them die in disgrace. Then they will learn that you alone are called the Lord, that you alone are the Most High, supreme over all the earth. This is what they call an imprecatory psalm or imprecatory psalm. I'm not sure exactly how you say that. But it's a psalm that kind of brings down the fire on the enemies of God. I want to go back to verse, let's see here, 16. It says, Utterly disgrace them until they submit to your name, O Lord. And as I was reading in the Psalms commentary by Douglas Webster, I was reminded that in some way, this is kind of like a prayer for the enemies of God, a a hope for conversion. It says on page 95 and 96, Hope of conversion is nearly buried in the language of vindication and judgment, but it is there. The psalmist prays for the enemy that when they see the power of God and realize the folly of their endeavor, they will seek the name of the Lord and pray to him for mercy. He says, if the psalmist hinted at the redemptive hope, how much more should we, knowing that God demonstrated his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Okay, we need to move on to Missions Monday. You know, we've been talking about the renewal and the mission of Mountain Brook Baptist Church. And I loved Willis Potts' video last Sunday. If you were able to see it, if not, go to the renewal.mbbc.org website. And he talked about the church as a verb and how the church had come around him and had come around his wife and their family. And he said that if we believe in the church as the verb, then we need to take care of the church that is the noun. And in this renewal process, we are going to renew up to 90% of the spaces at Mount Brook Baptist. So it's exciting and also a little daunting. So let's pray together that the Lord would be at work and that he would lead the way. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for this opportunity we have to gather together, albeit virtually, in prayer together. Thank you for the reminders from your word that we are called to live lives in keeping with repentance. And so we call out to you and we confess our sin before you, which is ever before us in our hearts. Lord, would you tear down the idols of approval and power and Um, pleasure in our lives today. And instead, would you build up in us a servant heart ready to bring your kingdom on this earth? We pray for those in our world who are against you, who are working against your kingdom and are persecuting Christians around the world. And we ask, Lord, that you would bring them to utter disgrace and in their disgrace that they would see their need of you. We want to transition and pray for the renewal process at Mount Brook Baptist. We ask, Lord, that you would renew in us a heart ready to serve, and that as we renew the spaces, that this would just be a symbol of what you're doing in our lives, that you are renovating and you are changing us, and you are making us more into the image of Jesus Christ our Lord and using us for your kingdom's sake. Help us to be servant-hearted. Help us to be a light on top of the hill in Mount Brook Baptist to a world that needs to know you. We love you. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.